I really want to talk about astrology tonight. I love it. Because I feel like you're the astrology queen. Um, it's funny, there's a TikTok and it says like I don't know if you've seen it, it's the every friend group has that each friend. And it's like the astrology hoe. And I'm like, that's me. I am the one that's always like, what's your sign? Yeah. When's your birthday? I need to know. I like when people engage in it, though, because if I, I say, like, oh, you're an Aquarius, and they just write me off, and like, okay, we're not going to vibe. I feel like people that are open to understanding astrology are open-minded people and understand that there's more than just the ascertainable, yeah. like, science. Yeah. Well, what's your um, sun, moon, and rising? You're an Aries. So my big, it's in astrology, it's known as your big three. Again, I'm such an amateur, so I'm still learning myself, but I know pretty well. I'm like all over the TikTok astrology world. Oh. So I'm not personally, like I just follow. Yeah. Um, So my big three, I'm an Aries sun, a Cancer moon, and a Libra rising. So I like to say I am a emotional hot mess with um, some balancing features to it. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny because I'm a Cancer Sun, I'm a Libra Moon, and an Aquarius Rising. Oh, you've got a lot of air energy in your big three. Yeah, you're air and so it's fire, water, air. Oh, you're all. Wow. I have like cool. no earth in my chart. I think mm-hmm. I'm 9% earth. Yeah. And that's pushing it. Yeah. Like well, can you explain like what the sun, moon, and rising are? Yeah. So your sun sign is your, the way it's broken down is each, there's 12 different houses. Your mm-hmm. sun sign is the sign you're born under. So if you were born in, March 30th, let's say, mm-hmm. you're an Aries. But if you're born March 6th, you're a Pisces. Your sun sign is considered your your ego, your identity sign. That is what most people know of in astrology. When you say, hey, what's your sign? Yeah. People say your sun sign. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like your... It, it's your it's like kind of how you come off as a person yeah where your moon sign that's your emotions like think in tarot mm. um the moon is all about intuition your feelings it's mm-hmm. kind of like the major arcana of like the cup water elements so your moon sign that is your emotions hmm. and then it's really interesting too because when you look really into astrology um which I'm still learning this myself, but there's like uh, conjunct, squared, yeah, and all that, which I don't understand. Exalted, like all that, and it makes no sense to me. So <laughs> too I too much not. geometry for me. <laughs> exactly, I'm like still learning myself. But your moon sign, yeah, your moon sign. So mine's in Cancer. It's at home in Cancer. Mm-hmm. It means my moon sign is in its natural state. I see. Um, where yours in Libra, it's basically yeah, that makes that makes really no sense to me because I am not a balanced person, at least emotionally, in the slightest. Like I'm surprised I'm not like a Scorpio or Gemini moon, <laughs> honestly. Well, that's the thing, Scorpio and Gemini, they get some bad reps mm-hmm. when it comes to their placements. Yeah, um, true. And Libra's always told to be balanced yeah they get a good rep 
Exactly. But that's not always the case. So, like, I just pulled up your birth chart. And so it says the description of a Libra moon is they're peaceable, gentle, diplomatic, emotionally dishonest, and criticism. Mm. The moon in Libra does not like confrontation, wants Mm -hmm. to please everyone, and and it needs a partner. And it says, Mm. too, in astro description, the moon represents the reactions and emotional habits. The house where the moon is described, the, wow, the moon is described the area in which emotions are aroused. The sign where the moon is defined, wow, yeah, okay, that was reading that right. <laughs> um, you're welcome, everyone. I suck at reading. No, you're good. Um, the sign where the moon is defined the nature of your emotional reactions. Interesting. So when it says... It also says emotional tendencies in Libra dependent. Mm, true. True. <laughs> so then we'll go to mine, which I'm a Cancer moon, and I hate how spot on it is. Yeah. So again, it gives you a whole like astro description. Hmm. Um, it says emotional tendencies in Cancer susceptible. Susceptible. Description of moon in Cancer caring, protective, feisty, possessive. <laughs> vulnerable yep. and very parental the moon in cancer has a deep need for security and refuses mm. to let go mm. strong Amen. signs affect in this astro astro look the new york accent coming out there moon is the ruler of cancer this shows naturality in the aspects that are ruled by it mm. yeah this app i love it it's called horos and a lot of people use costar but i don't yeah, feel costar does as in depth of a job for yeah. making it easy to really understand and learn your birth chart. Um, but this is kind of how I got into astrology. I've always loved astrology. Um, it's funny that we're talking about astrology because I was in New York City two weeks ago. Oh, no way for that. Yeah, yeah that's for the cool. Harry Styles concert. And one of my best friends and I got matching tattoos. Oh, no way. So I got my Aries sun constellation and she got her leo sun constellation oh that's cute yeah she's a leo i'm an aries yeah two fiery bitches running (laughs) tribeca what is your um the qualities of the rising then okay so i'm gonna use your birth chart as an example and then we'll use mine we'll use both because i find it's easier to really explain it when they're coming with the people here yeah true um so just a little disclaimer before i get into the rising sign I was actually watching a TikTok earlier, which I'll play for you later. Um, and it was all about like lessons you are meant to learn, like the karmic debts associated mm. with your rising sign. Yeah. And that's cool. yeah, and this is why I love astrology because a lot of like there's a lot of ties. Cause think about it, like we always have the saying lunatics come out on a full moon. Yeah, that's true. Our bodies are made of mostly water. Mm -hmm. We are dependent on the cycles of the way the earth, everything is ruled by the moon and by the planetary alignments. Yeah. So it's very interesting to see how um, all aspects of our personality are really dived into the planetary alignment at our time of birth. Yeah. Because there's even some astrologers, and again, this is not to say it's true or not it's just something that i've read from an astrologer saying how there is a correlation between certain placements and mental health disorders so like a that's cool cancer not cancer a um like a scorpio placement in a certain 
detrimental. It all goes into those squares and trines yeah. and all that Again, stuff. that's where I get lost. Me too. I, <laughs> I'm learning. I'm trying to get there. Um, but back into what I was going to say about the rising sign. So Poro says, again, this app is this app the app is not sponsoring this this i wish if you want to sponsor we will probably be sponsors of the horror's app because it is fantastic um so the ascendant as it's called is calculated from the time of birth and indicates the sign that was on the horizon at the exact moment the baby took its first breath it influences the physical body and appearance, the persona, and shows how we present ourselves to the outside world. So your rising signs help people before they get to know you see you. Mm, so that makes sense. the way it's kind of broken down is the first thing people will see about you is your rising sign. Mm. So you being a Aquarius. Aquarius rising sign, you come off as the cupbearer energy, the very mystical, they are unique they're like very creative um individuals very like they think things through they just come off very quiet and Mm -hmm. they're very meticulous in how they operate they're unique they're they're very unusual but in a good way (laughs) they like to be the hipsters of the astrology groups then you are presented with someone's sun sign. So you mm-hmm. first meet somebody, you're going to get the rising sign of them. Mm-hmm. So that's when people meet me, they think I'm calm, I'm balanced, I'm yin, I'm yang. I'm just like, I'm very Libra-like. I'm mm-hmm. very just like flirtatious and mm-hmm. kind and all of that. And then they find out I'm an Aries and they find out you're a Cancer. And that's when your sun comes in because it's when people start to engage that's when your sun sign more shows. Interesting. And your your moon sign that shows into how you emotionally connect and handle mm. situations in the emotional realm of it. So it says how Aquarius shows itself to the world and people. It says see a different world. Aquarius is known all about seeing things from a different view. Mm-hmm. They're all about seeing things in an unusual sense. Mm. So they're like the quirky. Um, I got distracted by your Buddha. It was really shiny and pretty. Sorry. Um, But they're basically the ones that are going to see the creative problem solving. They're going to see things in a creative light, in a Mm -hmm. new light. And it says, the description of a rising sign in Aquarius. Aquarius rising is a unique individual first and foremost. They won't let you forget it. Many will seek them out. Many will seek them out for advice because they came across as intellectuals and they are approachable. In fact, Aquarius Ascendings is very curious and frequently very well educated. Very true about you. <laughs> they may show interest in anything that advances the human race. Spot on. They are humanitarians, idealistic, tolerant, and impartial for the most part. Aquarius Risings think they have seen everything, so it is difficult to shock them. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> Actually, they are like They like to shock those around them. They really enjoy getting a response from others. They may have a quiet, irreverent sense of humor that others find endearing. It is, if a bit offbeat. Mm. Aquarius Rising is a likable person and very friendly to everyone that they meet. They get along with people from all walks of life, easily accepting them as equals. They are unique in that they can pull off appearing detached and aloof while also appearing kind and caring. 
It is a studying in it is a study in contradictions. Aquarius ascendants may feel special or different, and they have felt that way their entire mm -hmm. lives. Sometimes they feel like they are excluded from everyone else, like they are outside the window looking in. They have the ability to observe and deduct what they need to be done. They are also very good at puzzling out how to make things work. This talent also works with groups or people. The ability serves them well if they work as a manager or in some manner that facilitates people working together. Aquarius Risings experience their individuality clearly, but not in the way that makes them stand out oddly. For example, they may dress well with an accessory that makes them stand out just enough to make them interesting. While they are very open to new ideas, they also can be extremely stubborn. They can be wow, I can speak. They can be decidedly inflexible, and at times they may try to force others to agree with their opinions. They may not see the small details, only the big picture, which may mm -hmm. cause them to overlook the need of those closest to them. They are independent, they are unaffected by status, wealth, or power. They, when they take an interest in someone, it is for their own sake, not for an outside influence. They, are easily, they easily attract friends or acquaintances come like, and acquaintances come like moths to the flame. Aquarius Risings love to play devil's advocate and take part in a good argument. They, are personal, they like personal freedom, so this can be a potential issue when they marry. Their, <laughs> their restless nature can push them to seek a more stimulating environment if they, if they are in, oh, if the one they're in isn't meeting their needs and mentally or physically. Aquarius ascendants can be unpredictable and may behave in contradictory fashions. Aquarius rising is extremely interested in the future and the past, but they may get lost when it comes to the present. They may appear a bit off, wow, a bit out of step with their contemporaries. They are likely to be interested in music, design, science, or sociology. They may have physical issues with circulation or arthritis. <laughs> what? I know. It's so interesting. Because, That's like, so random. Well, that last part. Well, no, it's, do you have, let's see if you have any Virgo placements. Where do you have the Virgo? I start? would say that that description was 75% true. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's the thing is when they give you all that language to describe the rising sign, it's not going to say everything is of concrete course, yeah. on you. But most but, of it, yeah. Yeah. So basically your rising sign is all about your in-depth, what you show to the world. Hmm. Your sun is your ego. That is what shows um yeah it says the inner will the essence that of yeah so it says the sun represents the inner will the essence mm. the determination the conscious the identity and the form of expression mm. the sun sign is most important area of development i see yeah yeah because everything about a cancer is a thousand percent me yeah. a thousand percent so i'm surprised i don't have more cancer in my chart but are there any, like, aspects of your signs that you don't agree with? Oh, that's a good question. So, it's funny. My big three make so much sense. What's your third one? My rising. Yeah. Which is Libra. Oh, you're, okay. Your rising's Libra. So, 
I feel like I'm an Aries, but I relate so much to my moon sign. Mm-hmm. I feel like I have a lot of cancer energy in me. And there is a website. I don't know it off the top of my head. I have it saved on my desktop. But it breaks down your entire chart. And it'll mm-hmm. go through everything. And it'll tell you exactly how much of each oh, sign cool. you really are. What planet you are. Yeah. Um, which actually, side note back to rising sign, which is what I was going to say about the TikTok I was watching earlier, besides saying that it like shows you your karmic ties. But Ooh, your rising like sign also shows you what your planet ruler of your chart is. Hmm. So my rising sign is in Libra, and Libra is ruled by Venus. So mm-hmm. my Venus placement in my houses, which is another aspect to go yeah, on. Yeah, I don't understand that part. I, It's very complicated to, like, explain. I'm still learning what each yeah. house means, but it's so interesting when you, like, kind of read it and you're like oh okay um but my venus is in uh, my fifth house of creativity so that is where and the sign ruling it is aquarius Mm. which its natural ruler is leo because my chart is actually inverted oh so because your first let's tie into houses since we're talking about rising signs your rising sign is your first house Mm-hmm. So there's 12 zodiacs, there's 12 houses. I see. Each house has an individual ruler, identity, let's say, mm-hmm. where it focuses on. So your first house, which is always your rising house, rising sign house, is identity. Hmm. So an easy way, it symbolizes the acting self. And the personality as it appears to others and unfolding of one's individual destiny. Your second house, which is possessions. Its natural house ruler is Taurus. Your first house, the natural ruler is Aries. Mm-hmm. And the planet, obviously, would be Mars because Aries is ruled by Mars. Mm-hmm. Taurus is ruled by Venus. So yeah. Venus rules that house. Um, possessions, the second house symbolizes what the self has to work with materially. Possessions, money, physical resources. This house represents your desires and values. Hmm. Your third house is your mind. So it's natural ruler is Gemini. Because each, it goes in order. Yeah. Starting with Aries, ending with Pisces. In the oh, okay. House. So it basically kind of ties into what we know these signs about. Mm-hmm. So its natural ruler is Gemini, and its house ruler is Mer- Mer- I can never say it right. Mercury. Mercury. Um, the third house symbolizes thinking, communications, also traditionally brothers, sisters, writing, and short journeys, which is very, very true because Gemini is known as a sign of communication. Yeah. Um, your fourth house is ruled by Cancer, and this is known as your family house. Um, the fourth house represents the home, environment, family, life, the father, or perhaps the same-sex parent. Um, planets in the fourth house reflect your family orientation and ability to dig into the past in order to discover the roots of being and how your father or perhaps your mother perceived you. Hmm. Very interesting. Your fifth house is creativity. It's ruled by Leo. Leo is ruled by the sun. So those would be your two planet house rulers. The fifth house represents creativity and self-expression, offspring, and is also associated with romance and affection. Following the base 
of operations described by the fourth house, the fifth house represents the area in which your personal energies can be released into the world. Any area which is stamped by your personality, including the display of affection of, or any creative endeavor, such as your artistic expression, is therefore represented by planets that represent themselves in the fifth house of, or the sign of the fifth house cusp. Hmm. Sixth house is health. Um, its natural state is in Virgo. Um, and its ruler, again, like the other one that I'm not going to try and say, because <laughs> I forgot, Gemini is Mercury. Um, the sixth house represents matter of sickness, health, and service to others, including conditions of daily life or work. This house can also relate to disciplineship and mastery and overcoming obstacles and producing the fruit of one's achievements. Planets in this house can manifest challenges of your well-being as, or as indication of professional, of a professional of service to others. So the sixth house, I think, is where people un- get into that whole thing of you can determine if someone has like a mental illness or something based oh. on their planetary alignments because it's all about your health. Mm-hmm. And then it also kind of ties into the one of the other houses, which is the communication house, which is Gemini, and then the house of your mind house, which I believe is Capricorn, which is your 10th house, 11th house, 10th house. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Your 7th house is natural Libra, ruled by Venus. Um, The 7th house represents marriages and partnerships of all kinds, called your relationship house. Interesting. Um, And any issues that relate to people. Your eighth house is intimacy. It is naturally ruled mm. by Scorpio, and Scorpio is always conjunct with Pluto. Pluto and Scorpio are a team. They whatever house your Scorpio is in, Pluto's gonna be right there. 99.9% of the time. So I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> um, the eighth house symbolizes matters of death and rebirth, sexuality, transformation. As this house follows the relationship house, it indicates the outcome of relationships, including the power to change based on new understandings made when possible, made possible when one is no longer acting solely as an individual. Then you have your ninth house, which is ruled by Sagittarius. Sagittarius ruled by Jupiter, which is the sign of luck. Um, we're actually, it's kind of funny that, um, 11-11 is today, which is considered the luckiest day in the world. Really? Yeah, there's oh, a whole 11-11 portal thing. <laughs> today sucks. Well, apparently it's the best day to manifest to have good luck come in. So oh, really? do your manifestations. Ooh, okay. I'll show you my TikTok feed. It's all about that new moon. Yes, I need that. Um, but today, the moon and Jupiter, I believe, are actually having some sort of, it's like a new moon happening. Oh. But there's a lot of good energy right now for manifesting and like this portal is basically energized because Jupiter is the sign of luck mm-hmm. and like all things fortunate. So the ninth house represents intuition and the study of religious philosophies and higher learning. In addition, it represents travel to other countries, legal matters, um, and all those kind of aspects of learned belief. So this is what you learn. Um, 10th house is career. This is ruled by Capricorn. Uh, Capricorn's ruled by Saturn. So the 10th house symbolizes the public life, authority, career, the expansion of 
uh, the mother or perhaps opposite sex parent. As it stands in the fourth house, the 10th house describes how the personality foundations is manifested into the world. The birth chart is often divided into four seven-year periods, one per quadrant. Cycling every 28 years of life, the 10th house is reached at the age of 21, the age of legal adulthood. Planets in the 10th house will indicate your strengths and your challenges of your career and also how your mother or perhaps your father perceived you. Very interesting how you can see how people perceive you based on signing. Yeah, that's true. Um, 11th house, which naturally is ruled by Aquarius. House ruler is Uranus. That's who rules Aquarius. Um, it's called organizations. So it symbolizes goals, objectives, friendships, and groups of association members. Um, this is social work represented by the 5th house. Um, sorry, the 5th house. The 10th house is released through the individual in the activities associated with the 11th house. Planets in this house indicate how visions of the future and also group associations and friendships will take place in your life. Then you have your final house, which is your 12th house, which is naturally ruled by Pisces. Pisces is ruled by Neptune. And this is the unconscious and the things beyond the physical plane. It is tradition. Yeah, it's very interesting. Um, it is traditionally associated with confinement and self-undoing and has been called the house of karma. Um, planets in this house indicate functions that are hidden from your conscious personality and expressed in terms of psychic faculty or self-sacrifice. And that's just a basic overview of each 12 houses. Yeah, it's so interesting. So I'm going to use your birth chart, for example. So you have your astros, which is each of the planets. So your sun is in Cancer. Your moon is in Libra. Your Mercury is in Cancer. Your Venus is in Virgo, which Venus is the sign of love. That's like how you show intimacy and stuff. Yeah. It's very interesting. Mine's in Pisces, Hmm. which I'm just like, oh, okay. But that's (laughs) actually considered one of your big six signs. Hmm. Um, your Venus is basically one of your big four because that's I don't remember exactly what it is, but I know it's like your love language. And like, that was Cancer, uh, Virgo. Virgo, interesting. Yeah. Um, your Mercury is in Cancer. I see. Your Mars is in Gemini. Jupiter is in Scorpio. Your Saturn is in Pisces. Uranus is in Capricorn. Your Neptune is in Capricorn. Your Scorpio is in Pluto. Like I said, Scorpio is always in Pluto. And then your rising sign is in Aquarius. Now your house is. So your first house, your rising sign, is in Aquarius, where its natural ruler is Aries. Um, And then, like, so what I love about this app is it gives you, like, an understanding of what each sign is. I won't go into it right now for the sake of saving time and going into (laughs) other things. Um... Your second house is in Pisces. So you see, it goes in order. So because your first house oh, from is in Aquarius, Aquarius to Pisces, yeah. your last house, your 12th house is going to be in Capricorn. Hmm. So the natural house ruler there is Aries. So it's three placements off, right? Yeah. Because Aries is in your... Math is not my forte, girl. Yeah, mine either. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> Aquarius, Pisces, Taurus, one. Oh, that's actually very interesting. Okay. So your first house is in Aquarius. Your second house is in Pisces. Your third house is in Taurus. 
Your fourth house is in Gemini. Mm -hmm. See, that's interesting. You don't have an Aries placement, but you have a fourth house in Gemini and a fifth house in Gemini. Hmm. Your sixth house is in hell in Cancer. Seventh house in Leo. Eighth house in Virgo. Ninth house in Scorpio. Tenth house in Sagittarius. Eleventh house in Sagittarius. Hmm. And your twelfth house in Capricorn. I see. That's so interesting. I wonder why you have Gemini twice. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely not communication for me. The worst communicator in the fucking world. Oh, I'm terrible. But it's actually quite funny because your houses are all one off from each other. Hmm. So Aries is the ruler of the first house, but you have Aquarius there. So then where Aquarius would be your 11th house to your first house, so the 12th house, if it's going to be. So is it like fair to say that we all have aspects of different signs in our charts? Yes. Yeah. It's not just ruled by one. We're kind of like a cocktail of all of them. Completely (laughs) a cocktail. But let's go into Aquarius. So be, and back to that video I was watching on TikTok about your rising sign mm-hmm. planet being your planet ruler, like your oh. chart ruler. That is going to be the planet that you most kind of relate to, of a sense. Like it's your most defined, I think. Hmm. I don't know. I watched it very quickly this morning kind of thing. But um, What was the, the Cancer Rules um, planet? Cancer Rules the Moon. Oh, okay. The moon. Ooh. Yeah. I like that. Um, so Aquarius is naturally ruled. Let's see. Aquarius naturally rules. It's you ruled by Uranus. So Uranus would be your lead planet. Oh. Okay. And in your birth chart, where is Uranus? Let's see. Looking for it. Hold, please. I remember. So Please. I remember so being, being five years house. old and being like, Uranus. Yeah. <laughs> so um, mature. Okay, continue. Okay. So Uranus is in your 12th house, which is inner life. The 12th house, house points to the unconscious and to things beyond the physical plane. It is traditionally associated with confinement and self-undoing, everything I read before. So with it in your 12th house, and your 12th house is in the sign of Capricorn, um, and it says there is no knowing of which responsibilities fall under whose jurisdiction. This difficulty of setting hides, of setting hides in the inability to see that strong foundations make all the work. And while good ideas can come a long way, they aren't easily materialized if hard work isn't put in. Even though it might not seem like it, this is one of the most demanding positions in the twelfth house, for it speaks of karmic ties and our strong physical connections to past life experiences. Strange things will manifest as circumstances that are hard to avoid or overcome, with many obstacles standing in one's ways towards liberation. This is so true. I'm like, I really feel like this, it's your karmic ties. What did I say? That's so fucking true. All of that. Very true. It's very spot on. And it says Uranus in your 12th house. With Uranus in your 12th house, Uranus... Wow. You are likely to seek individual freedom of expression through secret study, romantic affairs, or the practice of unusual subjects. Inner subconscious urges force you to attempt a kind of spiritual rebirth that can bring you into contact with the universal forces. Though mysterious attraction 
Though mysterious attractions, occult investigation, psychic and mystic experiences expect much change, sudden happenings, and constructive crises in your life related to the above issues. Lots of crises, yes. <laughs> but then what's also interesting is you have Neptune in this ha- planet house as well. Uh-huh. Um, and Neptune's actually the house ruler. Oh. So that's pretty cool that you have your house ruler there because that kind of just gives you more strength oh. um, in what this house is meant to do. Hmm. So Neptune possesses exceptional intuition and you are able to draw upon tremendous inner strength and faith mm-hmm. when in a pinch. Which might surprise others because of the your easygoing and possibly even timid manner. You are exceptionally sensitive, but not always able to express your compassion and concerns in a direct way, which can give rise to feelings of guilt. If you deny your spiritual side of your nature, you run the risk of chronic, chronic discontent, and you may feel very vulnerable to changes in life, fearing that they may not be able to handle them. In truth, your faith runs deep and surfaces when you need it most. So this fear is actually ungrounded. You you need to learn to believe in yourself Mm. or which might resort to escapist behavior and avoid problems (laughs) when they do a crop up. Feel attacked. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is very just like, woof. (laughs) Some of this position only discover their deep spiritual inclinations later in life. Or they are aware of them, but they have troubles expressing them until they are built up a strong identity. So I think that's very interesting when looking into your chart. And then you have, like, the elements of your chart. Um, So there's the four elements, fire, air, Mm -hmm. earth, water, kind of like the avatar. So fire, that is action. I always forget what all the elements mean. Definitely not me. I know that water (laughs) is basically, like, your emotions – Fire, I think, is action. Air is communicating, and earth is stability. Oh. And career, I'm pretty sure. Hmm. Um, and then you have your modality, so you have cardinal, fixed, mutable. Okay. Your yin and your yang, so that's like divine me- feminines is divine masculine kind of yin yes. and yang. And then it's even more interesting because this gives you like a whole breakdown. Oh, cool. Does it you. say like my cardinal and air and whatever? So your modality is pretty um cardinal so you have a lot of cardinal signs which are their starters those are your leader signs um they start so each sign how do i explain this best bear with me for a moment (laughs) gather the thoughts so cardinal signs those are like the season starters okay so they are the leaders. They are the ones that are starting the idea. They are okay. going with it. They are the force to get things started. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that they're going to last forever. They're just like that. You have a great idea. I see. Do it kind of thing. Then you have fixed. Those are the ones that are very like in the middle. So think about it in the season. So you have the beginning of the spring, which is ruled by Aries. Mm-hmm. Middle of spring is Taurus. Mm-hmm. And then you have the ending of spring, which is Gemini. Yeah. Gemini is a mutable sign because Aquarius is fixed. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go off the air signs. So your cardinal air sign is Libra. It starts fall. Yeah. 
Libra then is followed by Aquarius. Aquarius is in the middle of winter. That's a fixed sign. Mm -hmm. So kind of look at the modalities as where it falls in the sign. Um, And then your polarity is yin and yang. I don't ever remember which one's feminine, which one's masculine. Yin Yin is feminine. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then yang is masculine. Again, that's just saying, it's not going to say you're going to have more masculine or feminine features. It just goes off of the energy of the sign placements. Mm -hmm. Um, So this, I'll read it quickly for you. It gives you a quick breakdown of what like um, your key sign placements are or developments in your chart. Um, So it says the sun and moon represents the pillar of the personality. The sun represents the conscious, the will, the vital identity, and the moon represents the unconscious, Mm -hmm. the need, and the emotional identity. Sun and Cancer and moon and Libra are in conjunct, are in conjunction, which represents that they want, that their wants and needs align. Interesting. Yeah. So that's what conjunction means. So that means they line up to work together. <laughs> um, so sun, moon, in Cancer, Libra. This is commercially availability, personal and family ambitions. The combination appreciates beauty and harmony. Oh, wow. Artistic and aesthetic talents. Mm. It may have difficulty realizing its own ideas. Then you have your sun and Mercury in the same sign, accentuating the qualities of cancer, which is probably why you feel so drawn (laughs) to cancer. Um, Most of the elements in your chart are arranged in a water-earth funk fashion. This combination can be dull and solid or productive and hardworking. Earth tends to muddy water, restricting emotional expression and creating misunderstandings. So I think... The way I interpret that is it's like you earth and water are like yin and yang of each other. Yeah. Earth yeah. works best with air. Mm. Water works best with fire. Or uh, yeah, that yeah. makes sense cuz Nick is a Libra and we butt heads. <laughs> well, not necessarily because um Air and water get along well, too. Yeah. But I understand what you're saying. Um, We have to look at his chart. I know. He doesn't know when he was born. I've been dying to look at his chart. Yeah, because I have a feeling he has a lot of earth placements. Probably. Because I know um, my guy friend, he has a lot of Capricorn placements. Mm -hmm. Like, he, it's disgusting the amount of Capricorn that's that's in his chart. Um, (laughs) So it's really funny because I was looking at my birth chart and his birth chart. And my chart is fire, water. Mm-hmm. His is air and earth. Oh. Wow. And it's funny because the That's percentages funny. of my big two and his big two even out huh. to our little ones not having as much, like our other elements. So it's very yin and yang there and very interesting yeah. looking at that. That is interesting. Um, I like how we both have Cancer and Libra. Yeah, big <laughs> threes. What I love looking at is so I'm in Aries cancer libra Mm -hmm. my brother is a libra libra aries oh wow yeah so it's very funny that his rising and Mm -hmm. sun are the opposite of my rising and sun are you opposites we're very similar very different Mm -hmm. yeah it's so interesting to look at but yeah that's like a basic very basic overview of astrology um the best way i could actually explain it 
Um, if you have any questions of like, yeah, no, because I've been wanting to get my whole chart read, but I didn't feel like spending like $400. Oh, there's so, so many websites out there. Yeah. Um, I should have brought my laptop because I could have pulled <laughs> it up. I think it's called um, Astro Cafe yep, or Astros. Mm-hmm. Um, amazing websites that are free. You just put in your birth chart information and you get a full breakdown. Like one of them literally tells you exactly what signs are your actual rulers. So for me, oh, wow. my top two signs are Cancer and Aries. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just cause that's the thing is you think your sun sign, that's what you're going to be most like, yeah. and that's not even the case. Yeah. Um, for example, the guy I've been talking to his chart, I looked at his, he's Capricorn more Capricorn than Aquarius. Yeah. So it's so interesting to see it. Well, yeah. Cause sometimes people don't believe in astrology because they're like, I don't relate to my sign, but there's other signs that exactly. like your moon, your rising, whatever. And that's just your big three. There's considered the big six which i think Hmm. also includes your mercury mars and your venus Hmm. and venus is all about your love language because venus Ah, is the sign of like femininity and like beauty and like balance because yeah think about it venus rules taurus and libra Mm -hmm. taurus and libra are known to be very like docile signs they're very harmonious they love the finer things in life they love balance and love and all things good luxurious yes they're kind of like those not noble because they don't want i don't know how to explain it but they're just like because leo's known as the noble sign yeah they're like the leaders kind of thing oh interesting yeah it's actually really funny because Again, I'm all about this. I'm all over spirit talk, like the spiritual TikTok realm. <laughs> and there is so much that goes into it. Like there's a past life regressionist yep. who gave signs of like how she can tell somebody's was noble in a past life. And part of it's having Leo placements in your big six. Interesting. Yeah. It's really cool. I would love to go to a past life regression. Me too. I think that'd be so much fun. It'd be so cool. I Again, just, don't feel like spending $300. No. Um, it's funny though my reiki um practitioner the studio she's actually practicing out of they have a past life regressionist there and they're not too expensive where is that at it's in south satawkit or east satawkit i believe i have the name of the place so i will text it to you oh i love those things um but no I, i love all things spiritual and i think it's so interesting seeing what we can't see based yeah. on but yeah, I just think it's so interesting looking at the planets and what defines us. And yeah, like, it's so that we funny. can't even that we're not even conscious of because like with the moon, like they say that I don't know the crazy people come out whatever. Yeah, like people, if that's not like a conscious thing that you're gonna be like, oh, the moon is making me do this, but it's just influencing you on an unconscious level. Yeah, because think about it, our bodies are mostly water. Yeah. Because our bodies are mostly water. And think about it. The moon affects our tides. Mm-hmm. Why would we think the moon wouldn't affect yeah. our own personalities or our own day? Yeah. We're, we're nature. We're matter. We're made of the same atomic beings just differently than the earth or the sun or anything like that. We're all yeah. matter. It's so true. I think my spirituality is what's taken me this far in life. honestly and that feeling it's funny did anything interesting or noteworthy happen to you this mercury in retrograde i'm curious 
Interesting how. Like, you know how they always say that the X's come back in Mer- Mercury and retrograde? Literally never freaking fails, Caitlin. Every time I had my ex hit me up, Mercury and retrograde day one. <laughs> and I was like, is this happening? <laughs> it wasn't for anything bad. I, I forget. He just requested me on Instagram. Or right. something. But I just find it, it never fails every single time. I feel like this Mercury retrograde was not that bad. That's good. Yeah, me neither. This Thank one God. was very... I mean, my ex came back, but that was my own doing. Um, it, it'd be like that sometimes. You know what? I know his calling cards this time. So mm-hmm. at this time, but it goes back to our conversation we had earlier today about how we always get brought back people for lessons. So I hit my ex up for undisclosed reasons, <laughs> nothing to do with wanting them back. But they are doing the same BS of of trying to weasel their way back into the wheelhouse. And for the first time, I am fully aware of their calling cards that they haven't changed. I am fully aware that this is not the person I want to be with. And I got so much validation out of him for knowing that I'm done. I'm over it. That's a good feeling. It's so awesome because... We dated two years ago. He was not pleasant then. Tried to do it again last year. They always weasel their way back in. Or they try to. But I think if an ex truly has changed, they wouldn't even hit you up saying, I've changed. Or they would just leave you alone because they've changed. And they realize that you deserve better. Yeah. Oh, well, the best is I'm getting texts from him saying, like, I'm a great guy. I was like, oh, hell no. Biggest oh, red yeah. flag in the oh, fucking yeah. world. He's a like, good guy never says they're a good oh, guy. Like I was that. Really like, um, you've done some toxic <laughs> shit, don't even. He's like, I never have. And I was uh, like, honey. So I left him on red. I was like, I can't. No. Fuck and that's that. the thing. I'm not even engaging. Yeah. He asked me to hang out tomorrow night. And I was like, I have work. I don't have work. I just no. don't want to see him. I just wanted to get my concert tickets. It's it's like they get taken off of their pedestal when you don't, like, see them as the false facade you once did. And it's yep. such a good feeling to realize, like, they really weren't that special. It was just you were making them out to be so much better than they were. Exactly. And it's so funny, too, because, I mean, we're not in retro-real. We're not in mercury-retrograde <laughs> this time. But I kept going on TikTok, and I will not watch a tarot reading that pops on my For You page if it has a bunch of hashtags. I will only Um, watch them if they pop up there with nothing tagging them to Mm -hmm. show. And a lot of them are saying, you're going to have somebody coming back from your past. They've changed. They did this. They did that. Or you're having commitment coming in. Or not even somebody from your Well, technically, the guy I'm kind of dating now is in my past because I've known him for mm-hmm. many years through um True. other engagements you were saying you didn't want the tarot card oh right to, to be about what's the person. face the name um I didn't want it to be about him and that was the validation that I needed because the situation I'm in like because going back to your podcast that you posted this morning or yesterday it was so interesting to hear like the guy I've been seeing, like, oh, it's so confusing because, like, it's so healthy and it's weird having healthy relationships. I feel that. And I literally, I texted you, it's like, I want to go see Cassie now. Like, she actually seems oh, to get fucking, it. Yeah. Yeah, I she need does. her information. She's really 
cool. See if she covers my insurance. Yeah, she's a good one. Um, because I tried other therapists and I thought they were shit. And like my last therapist literally told me that if I wanted to get back with my ex, I could. I was like, are you, are you serious? But then she also did help me with realizing he has a mommy issue and, like, a mom wound. So I was Fucking like, right. mommy issues I can't ever again. Oh, I still dating a guy <laughs> with mommy issues. But at least he's mommy and daddy issues, and it's fine. <laughs> I have them, too. But at least oh, mine too, are present. Yeah. At least we're willing to look at our shit. Yeah. Like, and I'm working on it. And that's the thing is, like, it's so funny because if you would have told me two years ago that I'd be in this place with my parents that I am today, I'd been like, you're fucking nuts. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. even a year ago. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's funny. My mom and I now do weekly boozy brunches Aww. where we go to our favorite restaurant. And I order her unlimited mimosas or sangrias. Aww. And I'm just That's like, good. I'm ordering for you, but I'm going to take sips because I'm the driver. Of course. Um, of course. But, yeah, it's always so interesting the way that your life works. And I'm talking to this guy but it's one of those things that I'm not putting pressure on there yeah you can't and it's mainly because he's not prioritizing me why am I gonna prioritize you I'm a busy individual I don't need to be putting all the effort in when you're not putting effort in and this is why I hate Aquarius men oh yeah I don't think I've ever dated an Aquarius well he's Aquarius and Capricorn they're both I've dated a Capricorn it was one yeah. of the worst experiences. Not saying if you are a Capricorn that you are. You Again, know. it all goes back to your other sign placements. Yeah. This yeah. guy is it was just rough. literally his whole chart, like six of his freaking planets are in Aren't Capricorn. Aren't there signs the devil for Capricorn? I don't think so. I, I think it's like Capricorn a C-Ram or something. Yeah, they call it the devil, which mm, I thought was sense. interesting. The person I did that was Capricorn, though, was Sag Capricorn Cusp. December... Oh. 21st or 22nd, something yeah. like that. Everyone I've ever dated is on the 22nd, though. My ex, John, was November 22nd. Nick is uh, October 22nd. Oh, but he's Jack a Scorpio was December. Cusp. Yeah. It's not the Libra there, honey. That's all Scorpio <laughs> right there. No offense, Scorpios, but y'all know. We love you, but y'all know. <laughs> <laughs> y'all know. I've never met a Scorpio that's like, I'm not problematic. Oh, I, I'm surprised I'm not a Scorpio, though, because I'm super problematic. <laughs> but it's just because I'm so emotional. Yeah. Like, but... you know, it is what it is. Exactly. But I'm tired of people in our lives, like, not meeting us halfway. Like, a big red flag I've learned is when you say this is my shit, I'm taking accountability for this, but the other person doesn't take any responsibility for their shit. Like, I can't deal with that Oh, anymore. yeah. Like, I... Like, I don't like going out all the time. Like, I enjoy going out once in a while. Yes. But it's so much energy going out. Oh and, God, I know. like, I'll go have my cousin and my brother. I don't mind doing that. Yeah. Because they're you're fun. comfortable with those people. And exactly. Safe, I yeah. know my brother and my cousin will never let anything bad happen to me. Mm-hmm. I know I can get drunk and not worry about it. Yeah. Where I have other friends that I can go out, I can drink, but I will never really let myself have fun. Nope. Because I'm always on the mom duty. Always I'm always mom. Exactly. Yeah. But it's funny because going back to talking about guys and how they don't meet us halfway, I sent the guy I'm talking to a very long text message like, look, I want clarity. I want to know what's going on. I don't know what's going on because you used to text me good morning every day and now you're not. Cool. 
And I just want to know, like, are you not interested? Are you looking for the same things? Just let me know. And he's like, I'm not trying to ignore you. I've just been busy because of X, Y, and Z. Granted, he has a lot going on in his life. I'm not going to get into his stuff. But I understood. And then it's funny because after that, my aunt made a comment and she was like, your generation, (sighs) just (laughs) like that. She's like, you guys are so quick to wanting to move in with things. Like, that's what my mom says. Relationships move quick. Like, and she was like, Kate, understand this. Like, take time. Don't just rush into something. He's busy. Let it be. Is your aunt like six years old? My aunt's almost 70. Yeah. Yeah. She's (laughs) my mom's 58. So she's 68. So, my mom's 65 says the same exact thing. Yeah, it's that boomer mentality, but sometimes they're right, and she's right. Yeah. The other thing is, too, is so many people in our generation are saying if they are interested, they'll make time. Granted, agreed, but not always the case, because there are genuinely times where people have no energy yeah. to put time in, and that's agreed. what I'm realizing with this situation. It's not that he's not interested in me, because I hung out with him, and I told him, I was like, he, I didn't even have to bring it up. He brought up the long message I sent. He's like, you need to get out of your head. And I was like, I told you on date one, I'm an overthinker. Yeah. And he's like, I know. But he even said, he's like, you're crazy, but you're not that crazy. He's dated <laughs> some crazy ones. Haven't we all? Yeah. <laughs> There's but, good crazy and bad crazy. Exactly. Though. I'm the good crazy. I'm crazy because I care. Exactly. I'm not going to light your house on fire. <laughs> exactly. I'm not going to slash your tires or like call you 10,000 times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But I've just learned, like, that advice from my aunt sticks out. And then the fact that, like, our generation is all about if he wants to, he would. It's all yeah, about the effort. Yeah. But then it's like, no, like, people can genuinely be exhausted and, like, suffering with their own shit that they yeah. can't put the time into you. Mm-hmm. And it's not that they're not interested. Yeah. I'd rather them not put the effort in and text me once every few days or because – or, like, ask me to hang out when they physically can. Yeah, when they have the <clears throat> capacity to. And then yeah. to be like, yeah, let's hang out. Even if, like, I have no yeah. energy to and I am exhausted with everything. And then they cancel on, on you life. or, yeah. But it's funny because when I hung out with him, and here's the thing, too. I'm a very emotional person, and we talked about this, me and him. He is logical. He is uh, all yeah. about thinking with his head, not yep. with his heart. And I'm the opposite. We are complete yin and yang of each other. But in a healthy yin mm-hmm. and yang way. And it's very interesting because it's so funny. I told Lauren after my first day, I'm like, he's the one. And I don't know. I still have that feeling that this could be a long-term, th- long-term thing. Yeah. It's just not the right time. And that's the thing, too. It's not that it's not meant to be. Because I keep thinking we've popped into each other's lives yeah, that's true. so many times before yeah. now. Sometimes timing is just weird. And then when it's meant to be, it'll happen. But I, I feel like going back to the logical thing, cause Nick's really logical and I'm really emotional as long as they're not invalidating, because if you invalidate an emotional person, it's like the most rejecting thing in the world. So as long as he like, doesn't negate your experience, I think it could be really healthy because you can tend to see both sides better that way. Yeah. That's one thing I have to say because he's older than me. Yeah. Um, Nick is around our age yeah Yeah. um I feel like him being a few years older and having that life experience he's so validating Mm. like he's a very validating individual like we will sit there and hang out and he will 
tell me all the time, like, you can do so much with your life. Like, he's literally probably my biggest cheerleader without me asking him to be my biggest cheerleader. And that's why I'm just like, this is weird because I have an unhealthy attachment style. I have what's yours disorganized. Yeah, me too. Fearful (laughs) abandonment. Trauma, baby. Yeah. (laughs) Um. So I have like the fearful abandonment. Fearful fearful avoidance. Abandonment attachment (laughs) style. Um. So this whole situation is very uncomfortable for me because it is literally my worst nightmare. Yeah. Of while you could actually be interested, what the fuck is wrong with you? You're gonna leave me. You're gonna find somebody else. So it's funny because these last few months, like, I'm realizing that I'm finally in those last healing journey steps towards this to be able, like, am I fully ready? And it's funny because ask me during actually that's what happened to me during Mercury retrograde. I went crazy thinking the situation over and over and over. But it's funny, I hung out with him during Mercury Retrograde, and everything was good. Like, yeah. we literally had that conversation where he called me crazy. He was like, you're crazy, but go crazy during Mercury Retrograde. So I'm like, <laughs> okay, you're still interested in me. So we're going to see. I, yeah. I have a good feeling that this part going forward, I'm just going to believe the TikTok spirits that there's good energy coming forward because I've passed my final test, I believe, and... I saw my eleven eleven on the clock today and like oh, my good. repeated numbers. Are so you like, into numerology? I love numerology. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, know much it about too it, well, but... but I do really love the science behind it. Mm-hmm. Um anytime I see a repeating number and like Yeah. So I see the number seven seventeen all hmm. the time. Um seven seventeen is my grandma's birthday. Aw. Yeah. So I always associated Aww. it with her being with me and showing yeah. myself. And now that my aunt passed away, I associate with her so I associate yeah. with both of them because I know that those are like yeah. my guides mm-hmm. and my aunt passed away almost a year ago and ever since she passed away everything I wanted to accomplish has just rushed in this year got my dream car got like my finances in order yeah. lost all the weight I wanted well, almost all the weight I wanted to lose like I did a complete 180 yeah. to where I wanted to be and the last thing that I think is part of that uphill mm. battle is that healthy long-term relationship I yeah, want. Yeah. And that that settling down type love. Mm. So that's why I'm kind of like, okay. I saw my 11-11 today. I saw my 717 today. I'm like, okay. Oh, Lucky. God. Yeah, I see 11-11 and 333. 333 is every day. I see 333 all the time. Yeah. And I that's like that the number. protection number, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love three. Seven is my favorite number. Yeah. Um, I know they always say, oh, lucky number seven. Uh-huh. But it's funny because my there's these numbers, like your big three hmm. um, for astrology. I don't know. I think it's like your destiny, your life, and your karmic number. Hmm. I don't know exactly. But I just know that my numbers are 737. Okay. And I'm just like, okay. And seven is literally, and then I think it's funny that my name's Caitlin, which is seven letters. Yeah, that's true. So I'm like seven, 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 seven. I love the number seven. Oh, cool. So I just think it's so interesting when I see repeating numbers. And I, going back, like when I see repeating numbers a lot, I will Google them and I'll be like, what does it mean when I see this number? Mm -hmm. Because then I'll see one, two, three a lot. I'm like, all right, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. The sequence, yeah. I take it as a sign, too. Everything is a sign. Like, there's a reason. If you're seeing a time of day for any random reason, Mm -hmm. 
Like, if you look at the clock and it's 11.13, that actually has a really good symbolism to it. Yeah. Um, it's something to do along the lines of 11.11, but more on the sense of it being, like, that wish fulfillment granted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something to do with that. But I know huh. it's a conjunct of 11.11. Huh. It's funny, because whenever I've woken up in the middle of the night, it's always at 3 a.m., and it's always when I look at the clock that I see like a picture fall off my wall or like I wake up I, when I was six or something, I felt a hand touching my head. It was three o'clock. Two years ago, I woke up like with a voice in my ear, which sounds really woo woo, but oh, no, you're good. it was um three o'clock. Like it's always 3am when I get waken, woken up in the middle of the night. I had to stop sleeping with my Fitbit on because at three o'clock in the night, I would wake up for 15 minutes and have no <laughs> recollection of it yeah I was like I can't do this yeah like why am I waking up randomly at that hour yeah and then it's even I have a weird 3 a.m story though but so I used to have a bunny rabbit that and her cage was at the bottom of my bed well his cage it turned out to be a boy um but I was sleeping one night and I heard a jolt like a yelp come from my rabbit's cage and I woke up and I shit you not, I saw a black shadow fly out of its cage. Ooh, I got chills. I, <laughs> like <yeah>. Oh my! <laughs> I wouldn't be able to go to bed the rest of the night. I screamed bloody murder. I had no idea what was going on. I think it was like three o'clock in the morning. I oh. woke my mom up, my dad yeah. up, my brother up. Everyone came running into my room. I'm hysterically crying, oh. and they're like, "What's wrong?" I was like, "I heard a yelp. I saw a black thing fly out of the cage." They thought I was crazy. Mm-hmm. My mom didn't. She was just like, we'll talk about this later. Because my mom's family is very spiritual and mm-hmm. very, like, psychically gifted. Yeah. Um, it runs in families. Yeah. yeah. It runs in my it's mom's genetic, side. Yeah. So, like, it, another weird thing is, like, going back to psychically gifted. I can feel somebody, like, so my cousin Maria, she had um, suffered a brain aneurysm last year. Yeah, last year. Yes. She's okay. She's in recovery. She survived. She was thankfully working at the hospital when it happened. Wow. So she was so lucky. Yeah. Um, But leading up to that, I had a really bad headache. And I was like, before my aunt passed away, we didn't know what she passed away of, but I had a pain in my leg. She passed away of a blood clot. I had a pain in my leg where she had it. My cousin, he was in a bad, like, roller bleeding accident. I had, like, a weird body issue. My cousin Sappho passed away. I had a headache. Like, it's so mm. weird. Like, I will physically feel... You're clairsentient. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That's interesting. It's so interesting. So when I get weird feelings, I'll be like, have you heard from anyone, Mom? Yeah. And my mom be like, no, why? And I'm like, yeah. because... I feel like it's kind of scary. Like, I, a um, couple years ago, when I was 19, I woke up in a frantic. I was like, what happened to Grandma? Like, I thought something happened to my right. Grandma couple hours later get a call she broke her hip and the day my grandma died a week or two ago I was so depressed all day for no reason like I've never had a depressive episode like that in like a year and she died that day so it's interesting sometimes I think it's like oh no I don't want to feel this because I know something bad is gonna fucking happen oh it's like I'll never forget my grandma passed away when I was 12 um and I remember I, I fell asleep on the couch that night. Mm-hmm. So it was the middle of the summer. Yeah. I had nothing to do. I stayed up watching TV. Those were the days. Yeah, literally. And I 
was sleeping and I had a dream and it was my grandma coming to me and she was like saying her goodbyes and wow. everything like that. I woke up, turned to my mom. I was like, grandma's dead. My mom's like, did you just hear me on the phone? I was like, wait, no, she actually is. And I knew my grandma was dead because she literally came to me mm. within like, cause she passed literally when I got that dream. Mom. So it was right when it happened because my cousin called was on the phone with my mom telling my mom that my grandma passed away and my mom wasn't calling my dad. Mm. And my mom was not gonna tell my brother and I until after my dad yeah. was home and like, you know, break it to us gently because what how are you gonna break it to a yeah, 10, 12 year old that their yeah. grandma has passed away? Um, but it's so interesting looking into those kind of sentient abilities. And, like, I've always had very strong deja vu dreams. Yeah. Like, I will have dreams that, like, months later will come true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, okay. It's like a premonition. Yeah. Last year I had a, a dream my grandma died in the fall. And she, yeah, I get psychic dreams a lot. They're really interesting. Like, you I, dream about something that happens. Yeah. Or it's, like, someone that's passed on comes to me and dreams a lot, too. Yeah. Um. It's funny, actually, I had a Monday night, I had a psychic dream, Mm. and it was my aunt who passed away, she came to me, Mm. and I don't remember the exact content of the dream, just that she was there, and we were, like, in her old house or something, and then it was was just weird, like, it shook me, because it was her, it was my grandma, like, it came to me, and I haven't had a dream with her in a few months, Mm -hmm. um, but, like, I, I know she's always there kind of thing. Yeah, that's how they come to you in some dreams. Yeah. And one of the things I remember is just crying. Mm. Like, me and her, like, hugging and crying and, like, being, like, I miss you kind of thing. And I was just saying, like, I miss you. And then I woke up and it was just, I was in such a weird mood that yeah. day. Mm-hmm. Because when you have those kind of dreams, and it's not even like they're, like, these are, like, vivid dreams. Yeah. They're, they're not, like, you can disin- like differentiate no, that you're not. awake. Like, yeah. you think you're like fully lucid dreams. conscious. Yeah. yeah. And the next day I'm at work and my coworker comes over to my office and she turns to me and she's like, there's a ladybug at your window. Mm. And I jolt around and I was like, my grandma who passed away loved ladybugs. Mm-hmm. So we always said... When you see a ladybug, that's your her. Sign. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I had this dream last night of them. Now there's a ladybug yeah. in the dead of November on a freezing cold day. Too big of a coincidence. Sitting at my window. Yeah. Like it's what? So true. That's why I, I don't know. I get kind of discouraged when people are like, none of that is true. Like these people are faking it. Like I had a dream once. My aunt, uh, my dad had a message for my aunt like thanking her because she offered to like cut her liver for him for a transplant and then once I had a dream that it was my dad my grandma my grandpa my uncle all together like just saying hello and like you can't I guess you could make it up but like why would you want to yeah why Why would you you want to make up such like weird situations yeah yeah for the most part like my deja vu dreaming it's like snips Mm-hmm. Like the most irrelevant of conversations yeah. is what I'll have. Yeah. And I'm like, that makes no fucking sense. <laughs> Excuse my French there. Oh, you're good. Okay. I curse every other word on this time. Oh, okay. I should know. I listen to it like often. <laughs> but I'm always just like, 
Yeah. And then it comes true, and I will just stand there for a moment, and I'll be like... Yeah. Like, at your party over the summer. Um, the, the Target party. Mm-hmm. The reunion. I literally... You saw me. I stood still, and I was like, I'm having deja vu moment. Yeah. Ah, uh, this happened. Yeah. And then I ended up getting into a fight with that dickhead. Yeah, you did. Mm-hmm. And I got yeah. him off. Good. And it's funny, because I realized that, like, these premonition dreams mean you're on the right path mm-hmm. when they like happen yeah. and they come through it's like that validation it's like it's the dumbest things it's like literally because you'll remember oh you're hanging out with this person but you don't even know who this person yeah. is you feel it you're like i've been yes yeah. too familiar <laughs> it's so weird when this stuff happens i love it though me too i love it i guess we're gonna wrap up this is over <laughs> can people if they want to find you do you want to Oh. Like them or no? Um, yeah. Uh, if you guys <laughs> want to follow me on Instagram, maybe I'll accept it. Maybe. Um, if you're not a creep or a spammer. Oh, God, no. Um, but if you've ever seen the show Hey, It's Franklin, it's I Hey, It's Caitlin. It Literally just replace Frank with Kate. C-A-I-T. Way of spelling it. Yes. Um, and the Lynn stays the same. And oh. it, it works very well that it's, hey, it's Caitlin. Yeah. Because Franklin oh. is spelled F-R-A-N-K-L-I-N, mm-hmm. and I'm C-A-I-T-L-I-N. <laughs> so it's kind of like, remember those two, it and is. you'll never yes. get it wrong. Facts. Cool. <laughs> All right, yeah, if anyone wants to check out astrology and stuff, Caitlin's the person.